I'm not going to wear a bikini <laughs> and dance because oh, that's how you're going to get engagement on Instagram but, nowadays. But I and see him in the bikini dance. If you search deep enough on the web, you can probably find it. <laughs> Go. You're listening to The Angry Designer, where we cut through the industry bowl to help frustrated graphic designers survive and thrive. Welcome back, everybody, to part two of the amazing conversation the angry designers are having with Mr. Michael Janda. Now, if this is the first time you've listened to us or if you jumped into this episode, you might want to stop and go to the last week's episode because that's kind of like the prequel to this. You, you need this first half of information because there is so much good shit, good information, good advice given. This guy is brilliant, all right? So please, by all means, pause, go check out the other episode, and then come back and listen to this. For everybody else, I hope you get just as much amazing information, inspiration, and knowledge from this part two like you did from last week. Enjoy. So I think the difference between the grind of what we have and maybe the grind of what some other people find miserable is our grind has an end goal. We know that we're grinding, but we're not just grinding day to day to just pay bills and nothing more. We have an end goal and we know that grind is towards a direction. So we're not actually digging holes. We're building a fence and there is an end to this fence, right? So, um, and I think that's where some people, they get stuck because you know, they're just doing a production job and they're coming in and they're going out and it's the same thing day after day after day. That's a miserable grind, even if they are doing off because there's no, there's no end goal. Yeah. And when you're not the owner, that grind is like, it's miserable because you don't get, you don't reap the full reward that the, the entrepreneur reaps from that. But you also are taking on a lot less risk because, you know, my employees in 2009, the ones who I kept, they made their full salary. I didn't ever Good. cut people's cool. salary. I did cut my office manager to half to part time, not full time, but I didn't drop her pay. Yeah. But I made 17 grand in 2009. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I made a lot of money in 2008 before things crashed. And I made great money before that. But in 2009, when it all collapsed, I, I was the one who hemorrhaged money. Now, I admittedly, some of my employees lost their job and I, and I feel for that and they lost their income as a result, but they did find more work and it was part of their career story and they learned the lessons that they had to learn. And, and now I'm sure they look back on it and are like, well, that was a miserable time for everybody, you know, but it is tough. It's a different perspective. If you are the employee and you're grinding out the multiple 18 hour days and not receiving extra compensation for it, because your salary, that's a grind that that's tough to swallow. So yeah, like, I mean, again, if you're in that situation, so you're an entrepreneur, I'm an entrepreneur, I, I, but a lot of people who listen to us or watch your videos, they're, they're not. And they're in that situation. I mean, how do they get over that shit? Leave the job if it continues. Mm-hmm. And some, mm-hmm. you know, some of the agency stories are notorious for that. You go in, you pay your dues, like we're talking about, but paying your dues shouldn't be at the detriment of having a life I felt bad every time I had employees and I had plenty of the late nights like every agency does. It's unavoidable, but I I felt bad every time people were there till nine or 10 or whatever. I felt, I hated it. I hated it. And I would get the, I, I, even if I wasn't there, I would get the alarm. 
is yeah, armed. Oh, yeah, yeah. At my, you know, as I get the email from the alarm company saying the alarm is armed, and I'm like, crap, somebody was there so till all that ten eighteen. Yeah. Dang it. Yeah. And you start, you feel, you feel like a failure as a business owner when that happens because they're grinding out those long nights. But the flip is okay. Well, then I could hire people. And then when the workload slows down, now I have to let people go. Yeah. And it might be the people who are spending the time at work until 10. I might let them go instead of the new people I hired mm-hmm. for the spike. So yeah. there's a benefit to grinding it out as an employee because you don't necessarily want your employer to go and, and hire a competitor for your job because if you hire on the spikes, this is one of my rules. You don't hire on the spike. You don't fire on a dip. And I consider a spike and a dip three months. I watch it for three months. And if I have three months that are big, then in month two, I'm starting to interview and I'm probably hiring in month three. But a lot of times it could be one month spikes up. And if you hire then, and then it drops back down to normal, now I'm letting somebody go. So I can't hire on a spike and I can't fire on a dip. I never fired or laid off employees when my numbers slumped for one month, but I did when they slumped for three months or yes. six months. I had to yes, 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 because yes, yes. now it was a new plateau. So you fire and hire on a plateaus. So you don't necessarily want your, your entrepreneur boss to hire in people when it's a spike moment, but you and your boss should be watching and saying, wait a second, is this a spike or are we entering a new plateau? And right. if it's a new plateau, we need to bring in more people. And we need to keep be talking about whether this is a spike or a new plateau over the next three months. Let's watch this closely. And as an employee, don't be afraid to have that conversation with your boss. If, yeah. some, if, if, Massimo, if one of your employees, if Sean came in and said, hey, man, it's getting pretty rough out here. <laughs> true. <laughs> and, is this a spike or is this a plateau? What are we in? You'd be like, I don't know. You're right. Let's watch this. Let's watch this because you're a good Absolutely. business owner. You have so yeah. much more respect for that. I mean, literally this week, what happened? Something similar. I was managing all the jobs. Somebody said, hey, you know, one of the project managers said something through and it was just an unbelievable amount of comp work for a customer who is paying for it. Their retainer, they're paying for it. But the comp work wasn't like, three or four concepts, right? We're talking, there was 20 freaking concepts, 20 fucking concepts, okay? okay? And I was just <laughs> yeah. like, and this was month two that the customer asked for this. So of course, okay. somehow it slipped by month one, but month two, I'm like, whoa, 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 what, the, what is yeah. this? Yeah. And not yeah. because, I mean, as a boss I, or as the owner, I'm like, great, that's great. Give me all the work. But I'm seeing 20 concepts expected, something unique. That's burnout. Okay. And that all, believe it or not, came from one employee internally. And I saw that and I cried. I right away, you know, message. I'm like, you should have came to me and told me this. I would never want this expectation because I I don't promote burnout. And then again, right away to the customer. And again, it was just that I appreciated the spike. But when I saw what that spike resulted in, again, you had to intervene. And it was, you know, and, and in the end, of course, the employee was just like, thank you so much. I didn't want to tell you, but yes. they should oh. have told me yeah. right from the start because I felt I had all this like weight on. I felt so guilty afterwards. Yeah. And I think employees are so quick. And again, not here. We're very lucky. We've got an open environment. But I think 
people go and, and, and release and vent in places that are unhealthy. They're on Reddit. Yeah, They're on they vent in lunch with their coworker yes. who can't do anything about it. Yes. And then it becomes the seeds of bad mojo exactly. for your whole business. I went on Reddit. I, I follow Reddit so much. And um, there is like, you know, bad bosses, bad creative environments, bad this, bad. And it's just like, and the advice that they're getting on these platforms yeah. is just, it's brutal. It's like, just dump them on their ass, take your computer and go, yeah. you know, change their password. It's footies of their files. And it was like, no, what? go talk to your boss. Let them know this is that because I mean, again, nobody wants the place to fail and nobody wants slave labor, you know, regardless of what they call. Oh, dude, it broke my heart when I saw that. I have a chapter in Burn Your Portfolio that's yep. exactly about this. And it's it's uh, from the Saving Private Ryan mm. movie. Love that movie. Mm. It's one of the best best made movies ever, I think. Scary as hell. Yeah. So good. And it's that scene when Tom Hanks is walk, walking with the platoon across the field. It's yep. kind of early on after D-Day and Vin Diesel. And they're all talking and and they're, they're complaining about their mission. <laughs> and then Tom Hanks says, hey... Sarge, how come you're not? How come you're not complaining? He was like, "I don't complain to you. Gripes go up." Is what he yeah. said. Gripes yeah. go yeah. up. I don't complain to you. I go. You complain to me. I, I complain to my superior. So but I don't complain to you. I don't yeah. gripe down. Yeah. I gripe up. Yes. And man, I was like, that was one of the lessons that, that I learned from a movie. I was like, <laughs> such good advice because if you're griping sideways or you're griping down, then you're creating bad business culture. If you're griping up, yeah. then you can get actually get something done about this. And people shouldn't be afraid to go and approach their boss about something that needs to be fixed. Yeah. If they have a good boss like you, and if you don't have a good boss who's not approachable like that, and then consider leaving. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely. the time when you're like, I'm going to take my computer and walk because yeah. this person's a dirtbag. I'm mm -hmm. not going to work mm -hmm. for that person. They don't have care. But if you're in a good business with a with a business owner who actually cares, then now sometimes, and you may have felt this, sometimes because I was the owner of the business, some employees just assume now that you're the man <laughs> and they're mad at you from the day they start working. I'm like, I'm a nice person. I'm, not a, I'm a nice person. I'm not that jerk boss. I'm not the man trying to keep you down. Yeah, and I always hated that because I never wanted to be that boss. Yeah. But there were some people, some employees, I had them. And Baked in. they hated me or their spouse at home. Their spouse at home hated me. Oh, yeah. Their spouse wow. at home hated me just yeah. because, you know, because so-and-so had to work it. until six. Yeah. And and he wasn't or she wasn't <laughs> home to help with the kids or oh, whatever. Geez. And now I'm like... I'm the hated man of capitalism. <laughs> well, do you yeah. think do you think expectations nowadays are are unrealistic and not from the boss? I'm talking from employees or from people who are entering the work world. Do you think there I mean there's so much I I read every morning so much before I even start my day for my first coffee and what I'm reading scares the hell out of me because I'm like how are these how are businesses going to survive if the expectations are so high or so I mean we're in a city where you know, there's a lot of tech in this town. And the expectation yeah, yeah. is to walk into a job, have a ping pong table, have a pool table, have unlimited yeah. booze and this and that. And it just, you know, catered lunches, breakfast, dinners. 
it's just like, how the hell can you make this word? That piece has been for the last 15 years or so. That's been the the perk perk wars in, oh, in businesses, you know, perk yeah, wars. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's what it is. And I lost employees to some of these funded startups. Uh, yeah. You know, they get their $200 million of funding and they hire away six of my programmers. I'm like, come <laughs> on. And how do I compete when they're doing... You know, the open bar and the ping pong table. I mean, we had ping pong tables and we had stocked fridge full of soda and we had a full kitchen. You know, I tried to have perks, but I couldn't compete with 200 million in seed money that they're just burning. Yeah. Yeah. Burning is the key there. Yeah. And so many of them just burn through it. And I mean, I early round seed money in a tech startup. (laughs) eh, That's not where I'm going to put my money because... How happy I am about this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to invest gripe. in that. No, I'm no. not going to invest in that. I want to, <laughs> and I don't, I didn't invest into, into Amazon until like two years ago and Amazon and, and I, I kicked myself for it, but Amazon, even when it was an unprofitable business, I couldn't bring myself to invest in it because yeah. it was unprofitable. Yeah. And so I struggled with that and I struggled with that, with some of that. So the perk war battle has been going on a long time. The one that I'm, concerned about about this era of workforce mm, good word is this covid influenced work from home ex- expectation to where mm. apple can't get employees to come back to the office incredible to their right? brand new five billion dollar whatever spaceship that they built yeah yeah and they're having to battle their employees to get them back yeah. into office That's scary and i'm like wait a second this is Apple. You got a job at Apple. They're probably paying you great salary and you get to work in the coolest building ever Ever. built on the face of the earth, working for the most admired business perhaps created ever. Yeah. And you don't want to go to work. That's, that's scary. Scary. That's scary to me. How nice is your And it's home? scary to me as a creative. <laughs> There's a problem with creatives because you guys know that the collaboration between person yes. A and B is what makes the best work. Absolutely. It's the collaboration. Yep. And if you don't have that because you're not sitting next to the person anymore and you're running a remote workforce, how do you create that same collaborative experience that I know made my work better, yep. made my business better, made my company's work better, made my junior designers perform like senior designers Just the because they were better. sitting next to good mentors? Yes. Right. How do we do it? Yeah. So there's a question for you. What's the solution? Because you're still in the grind of employing people. There are times when I say, man, I'm so glad I'm not owning an agency right now because I don't know if I would want to solve the the current problem. So interestingly enough, and I mean, again, with this acquisition, that was a big talk. And they realized that, you know, of our company, of course, we have certain parts of the company are outsourced outside of this environment. But one thing, and they were sticklers about, and I was proud to say is, sadly, you know, for everybody else, creative had to happen in-house. Creative team was in-house. We were proud to say, dude, all of our creative team is in-house because What we learned with COVID is, you know, creativity, it it was fun at first when we were all doing this virtual stuff, but it just, it it was so quick to do. It it died. We need each other. Everything that we just spoke about. And you're right. It takes a junior to a senior in such a small time. So while they were okay with 
You know, like if we had a programmer out, you know, eight hours away here and 10 hours away over there, when it came to the creative, they were concerned that does that happen in house? And it absolutely did. Like everything yeah. is, the, we needed that environment. And um, yeah. I don't know how much of that can happen remote. And I'm not saying that, you know, there are introverts who are very creative and like working, you know, by themselves. But there's prodigies. Absolutely. But that's not, that might not be team players. Yeah. Nine, 90% of us are better because we're sitting next to Sally. Exactly. And not better just on our own. And, uh, and, you know, potentially, you know, those people who are a little bit more introverted might be better suited running their own gig, doing their own thing on the side, you know, or yeah. being the one person creative, you know, that can sure. work for a company. But when yeah. you have an agency and you need, you know, multiple concepts, multiple ideas, campaigns, you need yeah. that collaborative environment. And that's what we built. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like yeah, yeah. open door policy. I don't care what people have. They can come in and bother me anytime. Some, sometimes I might be more, more open to it or not. But regardless, yeah, yeah. they come in, they have an idea, they need to bounce and we'll bring in other people if we need to. You need and that. And it's so fun too. That's oh, the thing. I mean, for people like us that are more senior in our career, I love creative direction, art direction, two of my favorite mm. roles. Mm. If I went back as any kind of role in a business, it would just be that. That was the role I played after I sold too. I was the the partner over the creative side of our 80 person team. Mm. And I loved it, man. I was like, okay, I get, you mean I don't have to worry if the server goes down? Yeah. <laughs> it's still my the, problem. The CTO <laughs> is on that, man. Yeah, so yeah. it was like that monkey was <laughs> off my back. But he didn't have to worry if the client was mad that they didn't like the comps because I would handle that. Right. Yes. So it was a more bifurcated partnership model like that. But I love that. And man, I, and I, I do get really nervous about mm. the, the future of creativity and the agency model when you don't have that. And it's not that I want people punching clocks or anything. I just want that collaborative energy. I hope that somebody out there not listening to this podcast because whoever's <laughs> doing this has to do it at a high level. So no, no offense to your yeah, audience no, being at no, a low fair level. Enough. But this is the this is what I hope. I hope that there's some business or some university or something that's doing a big study based on the impact COVID had to the creativity in the on earth. Yeah. Did we see a slump in mm. innovative ideas? Did we see a slump in startups and things? Or did we see a spike when mm. everybody got sent home and now they had to solve new problems that they didn't solve before? Or did we see a slump because now people weren't working alongside each other? I don't know. So I, you know I what hope I that said? there's some study that comes out about that. I got some scary theory here. I'm thinking... Okay. COVID dropped down, okay? Everybody was working remotely, trying to figure out ways to get around these problems. All of a sudden, you have all this crazy-ass AI that's coming up that has been trying to replace creative ever since, uh -huh. right? And it yeah. was, right? It was during the slump of COVID is when Dolly started coming out, like more yeah. public yeah. and, you know, mid-journey. And all the AI copywriters that I get retargeted Dude, on, yes. on Facebook ridiculous. all the time. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. You can get your articles written by AI now. You can get your yeah. creativity, your mid-journey. So again, I think COVID, like uh, almost in that, it almost seems as though people who weren't creative, who relied on creatives for their stuff, we're just like, yeah. we need to find a solution around this so we don't rely yeah. on this. Yeah. That's scary. I know that's kind of creepy. Or it's, uh, you know, conspiracy theory-like, but some of the shit that's coming out right now is really scary. I mean, there's yeah. some people are embracing it. We've got a couple followers. Oh my God, Cesar Giovanni is one of our followers. And this guy is phenomenal. He's taking 
you know, AI generated stuff. He's dropping it into his own stuff. And then he's like, you know, taking the best of both worlds. He's using it like a tool. Mm. But yeah. other people, you know, they're running from this. They're scared. They're yeah. dropping out now and trying to reposition their lives. I, I had, I did an episode on the future a few years ago. And, yeah. and uh, one of the things that I talked about in that was this, will, will robots take your job? Oh, you know, oh, are yeah. you, are we going to lose out to automation at some point? And I was like, yeah, because I've lived long enough to see, I remember the days when I, and you guys do too, when you had to make like two or three layers in Photoshop and Gaussian blur to make a drop shadow. And now <laughs> I can just true. put the, now yeah. I can just put the Gaussian blur effect on it and oh, it's done. And the pre-designed stuff, Canva, that's your engine yep. is a, yeah, your platform is a thing like that where, yeah, the client can now make their own banner and make their own stuff and they don't need to hire a designer because the automated tool makes it possible and easy. Webflow and Editor X and things. Now you don't have to They're code. making sites that I used to have to hire a programmer and I'd have to pay him five or six grand to code that. Now I can just have the designer who designed it. So true. Design it in it and make it and and publish it. And anyway, so they they turned that little clip into a short and I looked at some of the comments, man, one dude was just like a hater on me. (laughs) Haters. Like I've been doing this a long time. I promise you, robot will not take your job. Blah, this is BS. Blah, blah, blah. He was an angry designer. He's probably one of your. Uh, he's probably one of your listeners. Yeah, he's probably one of your listeners because um, he was really mad. But I sat back. I didn't comment on it because I don't get into the flame war yep. thing. But I was really mad, thinking you're wrong, man. Yeah. You are wrong, and you see it now with Dolly and Canva and AI copywriters. AI copywriter. Yeah, are they going to write the core messaging statement? Well, not not today, mm. but are they going to write 17 articles for you because you pushed a button? Mm. Probably. And Maybe. they're going to be filled with SEO keywords that you can mm. throw on your blog and it is going to generate traffic for you. Yep. Yeah. It's a little and scary, it just, right? It is, but it's true. It's happening. It's happening. Now, big ideas, yep. big ideas, strategic ideas. Yep. That is the safe haven for creatives. Yep. The exactly. day will come when you may not be opening Photoshop anymore because the robot will do Photoshop for you. Exactly. But the strategic direction, the creative strategic direction, the hard questions. that has humanity attached to it for mm-hmm. a lot of years ahead. Absolutely. Forever? Probably not. Probably not forever, but for for at least our life, for our life, yeah, 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 yeah. You're safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I, I I agree. I mean, the automation behind AI, you can't question that shit, right? Yeah. Sadly, yeah. the digital side, you know, Dali, Mid Journey are proving that digital designers and photographers they need to be feared. They need to be scared. They need to realize they got to up their game, open up, broaden up, or learn this new tool. But you're right. I mean, designers. There's certain things, you know, there's questions that need to be asked. We need to take so much into consideration that I think in our lifetime, I can't see AI replacing everything, all the connections that we need to make to find a problem for, to solve a problem for a customer. And, you know, I will, I will, I will go to the grave believing this. This is the one part of AI that I don't know if they'll touch in our lifetime, just because there's too many variables. There's too many questions. There's too many 
you know, unique ways of approaching or thinking. It's the emotional side. You have to tap into the emotion yes. of the audience. And as of right now, a robotic algorithm doesn't feel the emotion that you have to empathize correct, with correct. to deliver the right solution. Mm -hmm. But is, is that going to come? Well, according to all of the movies, yeah, eventually that's going to come to <laughs> Skynet. You know? Skynet's around the corner, yeah. my friend. It We're is. Gonna see. We're going to see good old Arnold coming up for our jobs. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. It is a little scary, though. It, you know, it's scary for creatives, some, some creatives. I would say, you know, as the advice to creatives, learn strategy, pay attention to strategy, start talking about target audience and strategic direction and the methods behind things and yes. the motivation yes. on why someone will buy or not buy. Start paying close attention to that as much as you're paying attention to color palette and aesthetics. It's like you're limiting yourself if you are just sticking to the physical design, like the physical color palettes, logo design, yep. you know, layout design. You're right. A designer's role is to make that end user's life better. Yeah. Solve that problem. And you're right. The strategy part, I don't think, you know, that's what separates the real designers from just yeah. the visual designers. Yeah. Right. Now, people like us who are in our midlife, mm -hmm. we could have careers that lasted two decades yeah. just because we were aesthetically talented. Yeah. You're we right. could design it and make it visually, wow, that looks so great. And you didn't have to care about whether it was going to resonate with the audience or whatever people, but you just could make it pretty. Yes. But today, designers, it has to be more than that. Absolutely, you have to, it does. You have to break out of just aesthetics and you have to understand why it's going to impact exactly. somebody and why they're going, how they're going to react to it and design the reaction. Yep, absolutely. But because the days of, of what we had were, they're over. Yeah, I mean, that's, absolutely. It's, it's going to be tough for a designer who isn't strategic to have a career that grows to anything of substance. And you know what? I think that's what separates, you know, you know, th there's a huge drop off for designers at the age of four. They just disappear. It seems right. The numbers are just staggering. But the yeah. reality is, it's because the ones who are doing the physical graphic design, the prettying stuff, the, you know, the, the layout design, you know, that's all like it's production work, right? And you can yeah. only do that for so yeah. long. The ones who embrace strategy, the ones who embrace design, true design, you know, excel yeah. and they grow up yeah. and they go up in the space and they, they become yeah. mentors. They're leaders in yeah. those organizations. Yeah. They grow. And that's, yeah. that's what it takes to have, you know, you can't tell me that certain, you know, like some of these geniuses, you know, Massimo Vignelli, you know, or um, Paul Love Rand, yeah. you can't tell me yeah. that they were, they were literally just looking at logos all day long. There's <laughs> yeah. so much depth yeah. to everything yeah. they did, right? Yeah. Visual, this yeah. visual side of this is, it's going to struggle for the next little while. Yeah. Cool, dude. Yes. Yeah. Fun day. All right. What are we going to talk about for the next seven hours? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> well, I think, I think, I think there's a perfect tone, you know, I, cause I appreciate everything you do and I'm not going to hog. I would hug all your day, but I'm not going to. I'm going to be respectful. We are going to end this. Okay. We're going to end this awesome oh, podcast. No. Well, I mean, really, you can come back anytime. Anytime. Yes, we'll, we'll but do this again. We're going to end this. Okay, on a, a two-minute rapid-fire questions. Okay, good. I love rapid-fire. Uh, rapid-fire rapid questions. You just answer this stuff. You guys check that out. Right. Oh, I love it. Ready? Love Let, it. Let's put up two minutes on this. On this. All right. 
Oh, you're doing it. You're timing. Yeah, we're timing. Oh, this dude, pressure, two dude. minutes for me There's is one pressure. answer. That's, okay. <laughs> Let's give him. You know, you had oh, two thirty. You know, yeah, there was. He's, he's a little tired yeah. today, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good. Two thirty. <laughs> answer the questions. All right. This will give us. Right. An idea. You know what this is all about. This is just fun. All but right, it's going to give us an idea. You're ready. Okay. All you right. hit start when you're good right. to go. Oh, you, no. Oh, look at this. Michael Janda. Are you ready? <laughs> oh, yes. Are you ready yes. for this? The I'm ready. <laughs> and go. All right. Mac or PC? Oh, Mac. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Favorite music? Uh, classic rock. Oh, rock on. Favorite color? Favorite color? Blue. Blue. Favorite cartoon? Okay, it's not my, I'm a Scooby-Doo probably, but I thought of Hong Kong Fooey for some reason when you said that. But that's not the answer. That's not the answer. <laughs> Favorite superhero? Uh, Daredevil. Daredevil. Oh, wow. Yes. That's a crazy one. Cool. Okay, cool. Yeah. Who's Marty McFly? <laughs> Back to the future. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. What is Quirk Express? <laughs> oh, man. Quirk Express. The greatest tool that ever got killed by Adobe. <laughs> right? Wow. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I would that, agree. Okay. With, that would be right. Yeah. Okay. What what yeah. was before Quark Express? Yeah. Oh man. What? I had nothing before Quark oh! Express. Oh no. okay, what, what, what was before the Quark Express? Is- Aldous Page Maker. Page Maker. Page no, Aldous Page Maker became InDesign. Adobe well, bought well, Aldous. Afterwards, though, Page Maker was not Aldous before Quark. Aldous became Adobe. Okay, Aldous Page Maker became Adobe Page Maker, which then became InDesign. I know. Right. I know that, but Page Maker <laughs> was not before Quark. It was? What? Well, it started over as Aldous yeah. Page Maker. Yeah, it was. Oh, but but that was before Quark. Before Quark. Know. Right, right, right. I didn't know. Okay, coffee or tea? Uh, neither. Oh, oh. oh Coke shot. Zero. My answer, <laughs> Coke Zero. <laughs> Puppies or kittens? Puppies. Ah, uh, good boy. Pirates or ninjas? <laughs> Pirates. <laughs> Favorite? I don't know. I like ninjas. <laughs> Favorite artist ever? Winslow Homer. Oh, crazy. Oh. Uh, Salvador Dali. Oh, very cool. Saw that. Maybe. Saw that. Saw that yeah. in, in Tampa. That was very cool. Serif or non-serif? You know what? Non-serif is the right answer. Yeah. But I see some people design with serif. And it's I see people and I'm like so jealous because uh, yes. it looks so good. Some of the shit yeah, looks so good. cool, right? Yeah. 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 10 seconds. Uh, magazine or tablet? Uh, Netflix. Oh. <laughs> He's that guy. <laughs> He's yeah. that guy. Okay, wait, wait. We got to go. Okay, okay. Give me one more. Wait, wait, no, no. Yeah. True or false? Newsprint is dead. True. Oh, good. Yeah, I did. I do. I would agree with you on that one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. True or false? AI. Oh, we're going bonus time. Oh, yeah. We are. Well, good. This is good. You're going to hear it way faster. AI will replace graphic designers. Ah. True. Oh. AI will replace mm, a lot of stuff. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's ballsy. Good for you. Good for you. I'm proud of you for that. It's true. It's true, but if you put that clip in a little short, you got to put the segment Everything where we actually talked about that. the nuts. I promise I will not because do that. somebody will hate on me yeah. for just saying yes to that. They'll be like, I hate that guy. Why would you say yeah. that? Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. You're wrong. <laughs> Who would win in a fight? Wolverine or Spider Man? Uh, y- Ooh. Right? 
Wolverine's right. gonna win. Wolverine's gonna win. Wolverine's gonna win. Ah, but we said Spider Man. I know. I love Spider Man, but let's be honest. He I could mean, be the, 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 the it's the fast Can healing you? and Mantium, oh, Mantium skeleton. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, what? And Wolverine yeah. heals. Wolverine heals. Yeah, time, exactly. Right? Spider Man can throw him into a wall how many times, yeah. but he's still. And then if he gets webbed up, he can mm. still just cut the webs with his God. claws. Wolverine's oh, winning that battle. And Wolverine catch Spider Man. Oh. If Spider-Man runs, he loses. Just saying. Okay. Mm. All right. As a, you run from the That's fight, you yeah, lost. That's pretty there. Oh, so. Okay, wait, wait. Here's one. Okay, there's only okay, four good. more left. Ready? All right, good. Are Utah Saints really from Utah? <laughs> Utah Saints, you really from Utah? <laughs> good question. <laughs> yeah. It's your era. Come on. This yeah. is your era. Yeah, you remember Utah I Saints? I think so, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> Superpower of choice. Oh. Everybody says fly, mm-hmm. yeah, they do. but I think that the right answer is like teleport. Oh, how would, how great would that be to just teleport to the beach for a few hours like and teleport crawl. back yeah, like to yeah, teleportation's yeah. pretty slick. That's pretty cool. Okay, okay, it's okay. Pretty okay. Slick. That's best video game console ever is the PlayStation genre. <laughs> best video game ever, and this Uncharted. So good, but my boys, I've never played Last of Us. My boys say Last oh, of Us is interesting. Good for you. That's so I need to you. still yeah. need to play that. Get into that anyway. Okay, last and not least, one thing that makes you really, really angry. <laughs> this is a good question. <laughs> I I don't get really, really angry. <laughs> I know. I, I get okay. Yeah. Haters, yeah. haters, haters make me angry. I, I just like get a life. Yeah. Get a, I even get mad when haters are on posts of people I don't even know. Mm, yeah. Like you're I right. get mad. I'm like, why are you wasting everybody's time with mm-hmm. your angst? Yes. Yeah, it's so you know? true. Haters. Dude, yeah. that's a great that's probably one of the best answers I've ever heard. That's good really, for you, yeah. really good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. Life's too short yes. for that crap, yes. man. I mean, geez, we're all bottled up here in humanity mm-hmm. and one miserable hater can bring down so true so many people and you know i get a hater probably about once a month or so that shows up and just hates on something that i post and sometimes i just let it go sometimes i reply yesterday i replied to one and i was like yeah you make a great point probably a bad example that i used in my post Wow, but you could you could Agreed. care to nice do it with it. a little yeah. bit of diplomacy. Yes. There's somebody on the other end, so and true. a little bit of tact would have been appreciated. Yeah, that was my comment go. back, and because I'm like, I'm not going to tolerate it. Just don't be a dirtbag, even yeah. if you disagree. Yeah. You don't have to. If you disagree with somebody, you don't have to go and bash them. Yeah, yeah, you just disagree right. and yes. move on. You don't be have to go and hate on them. them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's brilliant, yeah. actually. That's so true. Yeah. That's actually a great hate the hater. I just hate the haters. I hate the haters. <laughs> oh. Does that make me a hater? <laughs> yeah. It does. No, that's the kind of Wait hater, Wait a second. Buddy. I that's am a hater now. I'm a hater. <laughs> Two double negatives is a positive or yeah. something. Right? Oh, okay, good. Oh, okay. I, I forget. <laughs> that's Solve good. A double I like negative is a positive. Michael, man, yeah. you yes. freaking rock. And again, uh, only because you're you. so damn polite. I'm not even swearing, but honestly, you, you're a meat. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Honestly, I, appreciate I, it. I can't help it. Please, please go hey, back. So your book, no, no, no. Honestly, your book, uh, the, the Burn the Portfolio, I mean, that changed a lot for me. In all fairness, oh, right? You. It did. 
And again, even you pointed out a lot of things. That, and again, you know, Sean has only, I've only introduced Sean to the world of Janda like the past 12 months. I'm sorry. I'm a new. Okay. But seriously, I'm loving it. Where can everybody learn more about you, dude? Instagram and YouTube. Those are my two channels. Yeah. YouTube is my big push moving forward. Yeah. Instagram has Beautiful. changed. I know. Reach is down. People are dancing and pointing. That's not for me. <laughs> I'm not going to wear a bikini and dance because that's how you're going to get engagement on Instagram nowadays. And see him in a bikini dance. If you search deep enough on the web, you can probably find it. Uh, but YouTube's going to be a big push for me in the future. Instagram, though, but I've got a great community on Instagram and I'm never going to leave them hanging. No, absolutely. Uh, so those two channels, both good channels for me. Dude. One quick question. Did you do the little yeah. illustrations in your book? No, one of my employees did those. Yeah, one of my employees. um, Wonderful. And he was great. His name's Nick Jarvis. Nick Jarvis. And uh, yeah, did a great job and was fun working with him on that. Yes. Um, And I was lucky to have him as as one of our team members during that time. Really, Uh, really. But polishing the turn. (laughs) I mean, I I love the chapter titles. That's so good. Yeah. Eating an elephant. One bite of the Yeah. That's, How to eat an elephant. I love yeah. that. I use that all the yeah. time. That's really, really yeah. good. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Well, it's fun. Yeah. I did change some of those titles when I got my publishing deal because some of them were a little more aggressive <laughs> than even what's on the, even on the really? yeah, titles that got published. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's, yeah. what's the future hold for you? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Content. I love content. what I do. Yeah. I, lo- I yeah. love it so much. It's, I love making content. I love mentoring people. I want to reach as many people as I can. I love doing the coaching and mentoring stuff. I, I have a couple more books that I have outlined that will come someday. Love making courses. I just love what I'm doing right now. And Amazing. I get to I get to be creative every day without every day. a client. I'm my own client and I'm just trying to empathize with my audience and, and reach them in an impactful way. And I get to make the stuff myself. I, I make all my own posts and edit my own videos. Dude, good for you. Because I love to do good it so much. You. I don't want to... I don't want to outsource it. I take away my fun. So, uh, yeah, you are the real deal, dude. That oh, alien yeah, is still fun. bursting out of the chest. It is. It is yes. bursting. That's it's awesome. bursting. You know, and this is yeah. the passion that people need yeah. to catch on to. Because yeah. this is the shit that carries us through a lifetime. Again, I always say it's, it's why we do it. Design is not a sprint. It's a journey. And it's, it, yeah, it's, it is. It, it's a life of passion. It is so much yeah. more than just a job. And honestly, yeah. in every way, you exemplify that. So... Thank you. Thank you. No, well, thank you, you guys, thank you. you guys are awesome. Your podcast is awesome. Thank you for having me on. Yes. T- tag me up. I know you will on whatever, wherever you post it and I'll reshare and try and get drive, drive people to you. Yeah. And, um, it's always fun. And it's congrats on fun. episode 100. Yeah, Such a big 100. deal. Such a big deal. Yeah. yeah. You had a lot to do with that. So yeah. thank you. Thank, thank you very much thank for you. that, man. Thank, thank you very you much. So awesome. by all means, angry designers, you know where to find us. Please hit us up on our Instagram. Say hi. Give us high fives. Leave us some comments. And again, if you want to see all these crazy ass ugly mugs, hit us up on our YouTube because <laughs> we're we're trickling in there. We are trickling in. All right. With that being said, yeah. this is Michael Janda. Yeah. And my name is Sean. And my name is Molly. Stay creative. Stay angry.